Welcome to New Day Podcast, a ministry of Redeemer Church of Madison. Join me, Pastor Gabe, for a weekly podcast devoted to discussions around church, theology, and practical issues we all face. Let's dive in. Let's dive in, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to the Redeemer Podcast, the New Day Podcast. We had some awkward silence at the beginning because uh, Chris was supposed to kick us off. She told us she wasn't going to do it, um, but we called and her bluff. I don't lie. <laughs> She's a woman of her word. So in studio, we've got Mister Mister, excuse me, Miss Chris and Mister Xander. Shalom. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, good afternoon. <laughs> good evening and good night. If you can't tell, we are all tired from Easter. This is the, the day after Easter podcast. Uh, Easter takes a lot out of church staff, so we're all a little tired. I wanted to say we're uh, Easter hungover, but I don't know that that would sound good. Yeah, probably not. There's a lot of chocolate eggs. Sugar coma. Sugar coma, yeah. Easter, family, celebrations, all the things. Um, I love the fact Sorry, just random tidbit that Cadbury eggs, their commercials are still the same from when I was a kid. I love that. If it ain't broke. Yeah. It's got the the lion and the animals. I don't know. I love that. So, uh, but before we get to Easter, definitely want to spend some time talking about Easter, but we're also coming off of spring break. So I'm curious what you guys did over spring break. Uh, Was it exciting, fun? Fill me in. So Xander, we'll start with you because I think you you quite possibly had... uh, the most boring spring break. Oh, by far. <laughs> Chris and I it left. Not, Xander, it was not boring. You oh, had no, to preach. Well, so, you had to yes. preach, yes. So the, the difference, well, it is boring in the most wonderful and glorious of ways. Um, I just went to work. And when you love what you do, you don't really go to work in a sad way. Uh, so I had the pleasure of preaching. Mm. Um, I always love the opportunities I get here at Redeemer to take on to the pulpit and um, get to share some silly fishing stories from my youth. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And I heard great feedback. Good. Yeah. No <laughs> one, no one, this isn't salty. This is a genuine compliment. But most of the time when I preach, no one really throws anything on Facebook. But whenever time you preach, there's off a lot of Facebook comments about how great you do. So kudos, man. My, my money is going somewhere. Um, <laughs> those are those are worthwhile investments that I'm making. No, but it is encouraging for yeah. me when I'm out of town. I try to stay off social media and all that, but to to open up Facebook and see people uh, complimenting your preaching is a joy. To it's not a competition. It really is a joy that our people are being fed mm. uh, by you. So thanks, that, man. Well, thank you. That actually is one of the oldest quotations I have of you in all of my journals. Of there's no competition in the kingdom. Mm. Uh, you said that when you were going up to Dahlonega. And someone asked you, it was in just a small social circle, um, how many other churches are up there? And you said, it doesn't really matter because this is where the Lord's leading another church to be planted. Um, and someone said something about competition, and they're just thinking of churches as a business. Yeah. And your response back was, there's no competition in the kingdom. Those are other partners in ministry in Dahlonega. Um, so, yeah, I got to preach, um, got to spend a lot of time here in the office just continuing to work on seminars and other things of that nature, just <coughs> helping grow all the l- little things that we're doing here at Redeemer. Um, my wife and I did not get to play a lot of pickleball. We did a lot of yard work instead, um, getting all the trees to come down. Lots of fun that way. That's yeah. always fun. It, it really is. There is something fun about 
because we're still figuring out what it's like to be a young married couple. Mm. Um, so some of that, I'm sure this is a common thing. I've actually never said this out loud, but that little bit of like codependency, mm-hmm. like she leaves the room and I'm like, am I supposed to follow? I think I'm supposed to follow. Mm. <laughs> I've never had someone tell me when my bedtime is <laughs> or like when to wake <laughs> up and it's a shared alarm, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so there is something fun about, hey, we have all these things to do in the yard. I'm going to go this way. You go that way and um, come say hi if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love but, it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a great week. Working together for yeah. a common goal. Yes. And she has been um, throwing herself into the deep end of, like, pulling up this monkey grass. Mm. And the roots just run deep. They're all over the place. Bending metal tools. Yeah. And she's digging at it. It's brutal. That's awesome. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Chris, spring break for you. Yeah, so our family went, um, my daughter, all three girls, two of the three son-in-laws, and all nine grandbabies went to the beach for a few days. That's awesome. Um, spent the weekend um, in the sunshine and sand. Okay, what beach? It was great. We went to Santa Rosa. All right. Which is a little west of Destin. That's awesome. Beautiful water. The seaweed decided to start rolling in the day that we were leaving, so... That was a huge blessing. So. Now, did they stay the rest of the time? No, okay, we all, so all we left. all left. We all left at the same time. We had a. It was just for a, a short trip, mm. not a whole week. We, you know, we we would have loved for it to be a whole month, but you yeah, know, that just all is the cousins not playing together. That must have been so much fun. It was wonderful. Yeah, and they all they all play well together. So that's awesome. So it was great. You said nine. Nine, yes, oldest thirteen and the youngest one. That's awesome. The youngest, she's my favorite. Yeah. Solo one, she lets me hold her. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, so we, we went to Breckenridge. So this was my dad's big, like, retirement goal was uh, before he retired or around the time he retired, take all the family out to Colorado skiing. And uh, I want to move to Colorado now. I'm going to go ahead and declaratively state yeah, it. probably not going to happen. We're going to plant a church in Colorado. Who's with me? Great me, I'm going. <laughs> um, I mean, I thought you were going to say the beach. No, no, I told you, Chris. No snow, snow beach, not over sand. sand. We, we need to. We need to have. We'll bring it to a church vote. Snow beats sand every day of the week. I'm. I'm just. I'm this just is going to divide the church like sand the great white lights. Yep, <laughs> white lights versus colored lights when it comes to Christmas trees. Snow and colored lights. I'm just no. saying. Who's with me? Who's no. with me? I will take the snow over the sand, yes. but um, as the joke continues, I'll take the white snow. <laughs> I'll take the snow and the white lights at Christmas. What about colored lights? You wouldn't even take colored lights at Christmas. Mm. What about colored lights on the and beach? Sand, <laughs> yes, maybe you so. Do that? Yeah, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I might do that. No, because they would look a little tropical. But see, here's the deal it with here's the deal with the Colorado mountains. That like the beach in winter, you can't do anything. You can't really I mean, go enjoy the beach. It's cool. You can't go swimming. So you've got the snow in the mountains during the winter. And then during the summer, you've got mountain biking. You've got river rafting. I mean, Colorado just beats Florida. All, I mean, Ron DeSantis disagrees. Uh, Ron DeSantis <laughs> would disagree. And I'm okay with Ron DeSantis. <laughs> Whatever he says, I'm for. Um, no, so it was great. So we had, we've, we've grown up skiing. So I've been skiing since I was a little kid. My... Older three have skied before, but Carolee never has. So she had the first day of ski school, but they killed it. I mean, they all skied so well. This was the first time Bree had skied since her 
um, spinal cord injury in 2020. And so we didn't really know what to expect, how mm-hmm. good she was going to do. But, man, she did fantastic. So the the we were talking about it on the plane ride home, what our favorite moment was. And our second day skiing, uh, all the kids had come out of ski school. The lift that we were taking fit six people. So it was the nice. whole dot squad uh, riding up the lift just by ourselves. We got off and – Everyone was skiing perfectly. I mean, it was just like utopia. Nice. We were the only ones on on the uh, run at the time, so it was just it was just our crew on a mountain by ourselves. That's awesome. It was that's perfect. It was euphoric. I um, guess I shouldn't judge the skiing versus the sand because I've never been snow skiing ever. It's ever. magical. You have to get right, staff retreat. It. We're going to Colorado. Okay, let's go. You heard it here first, folks. If he doesn't do it, hold him accountable. <laughs> I'm fine with that, yes. Um, and then Grady, so we, we met up with some of our friends from Dahlonega up there, and their son is an expert skier. So they took Grady on his first Black Diamond, uh, which fabulous. was incredible. All of our whole family, Carly and Bree included, skied a blue. So it was just, it was it was awesome. Loved every minute of it. Loved spending time with my family. and uh, But, man, just being being in Colorado was Fantastic. So the altitude didn't bother you? Uh no. Nah, so yes. It it affected all of us in different ways. Um the second day, I hope I don't embarrass poor little buddy, but the second day Grady blew chunks all over the place. Oh, <laughs> that's because he awesome. wasn't feeling good. So we thought he was just dehydrated. Yeah. And so we were filling him full of fluids and they've got this little area you can come off the slope and it's like a picnic area and there's a little restaurant. And so he was laying there and uh, just, I don't know what happened, but got up, threw up everywhere. And the people around, instead of checking on him, like just left. <laughs> and he just kept. COVID has changed the world. <laughs> yeah. So he got affected. It affected my mom. All of us had some like tummy issues, nothing like graphic, but just things just didn't feel right. We all woke up with a headache every single morning. So there was a little bit, but we got those oxygen in a can things. Same time we'd have a headache or just wasn't feeling right, we'd take a big hit of oxygen. And <laughs> yeah, it sounds weird. It yeah, uh, sounds so weird. But it literally, like, it's just a, I mean, it, the business idea behind this is genius. Like, you put air in a can, but it really would. I mean, you just take a big hit and it would catch you up on oxygen and you'd be fine. Um, and we drank a ton of water. I mean, when you would wake up, at least for us, when I would wake up, typically I wake up and want coffee first thing, but I would wake up like, oh, I've got to have a water. Like, I'm so thirsty. Mm. So drink a big thing of water and then our coffee, and then headache would typically go away. It was fine. Good. But saw, mm-hmm. saw some moose out of our uh, window, hotel window, that were running up the ski slope and got some bighorn sheep on the way back to the airport. It was just awesome. We stopped at the Red Rock Amphitheater on the way back and – it would be so cool to see a concert out there. That's mm. that's hashtag bucket list right there is to see a concert in the Red Rock Amphitheater. But it was awesome. And then we got back super late. I think we got to the house about 2.30 on 2.30 a.m. Thursday. And then we had Thursday to get everything caught up. And then Friday, good Friday, and uh, three services on Easter. And so we – we hit the ground running. It was I was a little slow to get up this morning. I had a big uh, assignment due for my doctoral stuff on Saturday night, so we we came back and hit the ground running. So and now you feel like you haven't even had a vacation. Um. Yeah. 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 Kinda. 
but it's good. Got to sleep in a little bit. Bree volunteered to take the kids to school this morning, so that allowed me to sleep in. I was a little late for staff meeting, but <laughs> it was it was good. Um, but yeah, all we have to really talk about today, which is such a good thing to talk about, is Good Friday and Easter. Yeah, it was and a fabulous weekend. It was good. Um, and and so let let's start off with Good Friday. So this service was a little different than. Uh, probably Redeemer's done it in the right. past, um, but we really set out to just um, not skip past the death of Jesus. As as we typically, American culture, we don't want to talk about the bad, only the good, and so we, um, it's kind of, I don't want to say a pet peeve, mm-hmm. that's too strong, but it's it's become noticeable to me to how most Good Friday services are just an Easter service on repeat. And um, I, I use the quote Friday night, but it's the whole um, extraction of John Owen till sin be bitter, till sin be bitter, Christ not be sweet. And we have to sit in the weight of what sin did to Christ on the cross before he becomes sweet through the resurrection. Mm-hmm. So, uh, give me some of the thoughts, feedbacks. Have y'all ever been a bitart? Been a part of good gracious. Been a batar. Been a batar. Been a part of a good Friday where it was it was planned out to be like a funeral. I mean, have you all been a part of that? What was some of your thoughts? I have not. I have not. Mm. Um, and I thought it was I thought it was extremely good. Um, I I feel like our people were engaged in what was happening, and then. For, for that to happen on Friday night and then Saturday mm. to be the rainy, dreary, cold, um, I, I yeah. felt I just felt like it prepared us for Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And even, and I'm, I made a joke about it, I'm not connecting it to right now, but even the sunrise service, it was cold yes. and cloudy. And then I came out between the services and it was, was beautiful shining. and sunny. Yes. And just the imagery of all that. Yes, it was perfect. Mm. Z, you ever been a part of a, a funeral on Good Friday, if you will? So I have not been able to participate directly in a service. Um, but so in, in that sense, yeah, that was my first time getting to really observe it and be a part of it, which was really fun. Um, but historically, I've been able to slightly participate. And this is where my shameless plug for reading comes in. Mm. Um, I've been able to participate with churches historically, uh, going through their records and seeing because. You know, if we if we took a a written record of everything that was said and who spoke when, like we have the order of service sheet of paper, um, but I've been able to go through those historically, and that's been a lot of fun in the past. But I will say, being able to sit in that on Friday, have a rainy Saturday, and just sit around mm-hmm. and kind of contemplate what on earth the apostles were thinking. Mm. Um, so the the people that we were. We talked about when I preached last Sunday for um, Palm Sunday. Those men were sitting in a boat, and Jesus said, follow me. He told some of his disciples, don't bury people, just leave. Mm. Like, follow me. Leave your father, leave your mother, leave your sister and your brother, follow me. Um, and then they saw Jesus die, and they're sitting around for a whole weekend going, uh, what just <laughs> so, what yeah, what, what do I do now? I threw my whole life for this guy, mm. and now he's gone. Uh, so that was just a lot of fun. That was probably my favorite part. Saturday was my favorite part of Friday mm. because Saturday would have just been another day before, ooh, it's a big business day for me because work's going to be crazy tomorrow. 
Instead, it was, no, I'm looking forward to Sunday because I have, um, I don't just have hope that the resurrection will mm-hmm. come. I have the hope and reassurance that the resurrection did happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that really turned Easter into a special day. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and, and for those that couldn't make it or even those that did come to Good Friday, we had so many people help out to pull that night off. Uh, I mean, just reading scripture alone, we had Shelley Ewing, we had Frank and Janice Baggett read uh, a poem, Drew Thomason read, uh, Lynn Harris read some scripture for us, Ellie Wetzel, Gabe Eaton, um, and then we had Time of Testimonies by uh, Joe and Val Conley, Chris Gerboth, and Davey Sloan, um, and of course the band just did a phenomenal job. And and those guys worked incredibly mm-hmm. hard too. I mean, they yeah. had Good Friday, they had um, two services on Sunday, and then Robert came down and led for the sunrise service. So I mean, the the band, if you see them, give them some accolades because they served incredibly well this weekend. So, mm. uh, but yeah, it was just it was um, humbling to me just to sit in. And it's one of those times, I guess we we know that. Scripture is breathed by God, the sharper the two-edged sword. But just to hear the story read and not have to explain anything or um, exposit the text or just have the Scripture, the story read over us, I think was powerful. Uh, And then just some of the testimonies, man, that that blew me away. And and I knew what they were going to say. Like Mm -hmm. I talked to all of them and read their testimonies and – but it's another thing hearing them read out loud yeah. and, and the inflection in their voices and, um, dare I say, the pain. I mean, just some yeah. of the moments, it was it was powerful for me to, to be there. And uh, one thing that we did <clears throat> is um, Dan Ellick rang a bell 33 times for one for every year of Jesus' life. And I had a lot of people come up to me after and just say I didn't – I didn't know how profound that was going to be, just sitting there and thinking through Jesus was a real person, mm-hmm. and every time that bell rang was a year of his life. And, um, you know, there's no, somebody asked me, there's no scripture behind that. That's a church history thing. Um, but but to take it out of, I, I think, well, I'm going to make an assumption here, but I think so often we can almost make Jesus' life a fairy tale. Yeah. And, and mm. hopefully that night was... No, no, he was flesh and blood, a real man, and really died. I mean, that's during communion we had, which the deacons, another group that helped pull that night off, uh, they were serving communion, and we had the lineup of the Apostles' Creed on the screen. Um, it said he descended to the place of the dead. I mean, in that moment, Jesus was dead. And uh, we could, <laughs> maybe another episode, we could talk about just the... <laughs> ludicrosity of some beliefs people have about what happened when Jesus mm-hmm. died. And uh, my favorite is that he had a stunt double <laughs> that wasn't oh really Jesus, gosh. that the stunt double died. It's like, how much did you have to pay this dude to die? Like, that's ridiculous. Or he slowed Was his heart Was it 30 right pieces of silver? I mean. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 2,000 and, I don't know, 23 years, too but soon. I guess it's still too soon. Too soon. Um, <laughs> Yes, I mean, just the, the craziness of what people think. And no, he was a real man mm-hmm. that really walked the earth and, and really died. Pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and it was encouraging. I mean, I had people in their 50s, 60s, 70s talk about how much it, it affected them. And then we had people all the way to, I got a text about 
an eight year old that how mm-hmm. much it affected them. And so I was super grateful. And, um, yeah. Any, anything else on thoughts, takeaways from good Friday? I'll agree with the bell. Um, go ahead and throw that out there of, um, I grew up around handbells. My mom's always been a handbeller. If that's a, if that's, that's a verb, it is, now. <laughs> is that the verb form? Um, but every time I heard the bell ring, I mean, there's a part of me that's just like the OCD part had to count. Like, is I it going to get? Too, yeah. <laughs> counted too. I wondered how many people in the room uh, were actually. I was counting. counting yeah. Um, but as I was counting, it made me start to think. Of, I could almost see it like animated in my head of like this um, one year old, and then the bell tolled mm-hmm. a second time, and then I could think of a two year old, and then when the bell tolled, it was just constantly the shifting of um, like how often have you thought about Jesus being a thirteen year old? Mm. Or a 14-year-old. Uh, then you think about when he's 27 um, or 28, because that's how old I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really just brought that to life of, wow, I am five years away from death if where I cry. And I also wouldn't have started my ministry mm-hmm. for another two more years. And that's just a weird thing to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just that was one of those takeaways that I did not anticipate, but I'm very thankful. So if you were not in the room for that Good Friday service, that's what you probably missed out the most on, in my opinion, were just those moments where you heard someone's testimony giving a eulogy to the death of Christ, and then that's followed up with thinking about the fact that God Almighty took human form, lived for 33 years, died for you, and that's how faithful you are. Mm. Pick your best day. Uh, (laughs) Pick your best day. Pick your best day, and that's how faithful you are. Mm. Um, Just, oof. It's a lot. That's a it lot. Was. And I, I, I enjoyed the fact that you also talked about what makes Friday good, mm. because Christ died. None of his followers, family, thought that was a good day. Yeah. Um. Even though he told them about it, mm. he told them it was going to happen. Um. But they didn't think it was a good day. And it it reminds me of the part of my testimony that um are the two worst days of my life turned out to be the two best days of my life. Mm. Um, and what God meant, I mean, what Satan meant for evil, God meant for good. So, Felix Culpa, that is yeah. the joy in the fall. Yeah. yeah. When it's just so crazy for me that Genesis fifty twenty, uh, what God, or men meant for evil, mm-hmm. God meant to good, mm-hmm. so that many people would stay alive. Yeah. Like that line is just like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Like that is the perfect foreshadowing yes. of what Christ is going to do. Man and it's easy to evil. read over that and yeah. not not get the true picture of what that means. Yeah. Uh, and we understand, you know, in Egypt, like what that meant, the mm-hmm. famine, and Joseph was able to store food away so that people could stay alive in a spiritual or a physical realm. Mm-hmm. But when Christ comes, the fulfillment, mm-hmm. the better Joseph uh, it's not a physical, it's a spiritual mm-hmm. stay alive. It's just, I don't know. The imagery there is mm. so thick and palatable that, like, yeah, how can we not right. see it? Yeah. Uh, so, Good Friday was phenomenal. I really enjoyed it. And then, um, like we've all mentioned, Saturday was a rainy, dreary day. Grady even said, "What? Dad, what are we going to do today? I said, nothing. Like, this is the point of Saturday is to sit, to place ourselves in the shoes of the disciples that, and and Mary and Martha and all of them that just sat there going, what what now? Mm-hmm. Like, this guy has been preaching the good news of the gospel, the kingdom coming. What what gone. are we supposed to do now? Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, I woke up um, super early, and 
I think I just got to chase a rabbit real quick. Um, the the bell that we rang, the handbell, I was laughing because instead of your mom being a baller, she's a beller. Uh, <laughs> dumb dad joke. But uh, the handbell was from Madison Baptist. Griffin and their uh, music director let us borrow it. But before I even left my house, um, there was a, there's a group chat of all the MoCo pastors that we're associated with. And Griffin at Madison Baptist, Terry at Centennial, Danny at Lake Point, and Matt at Fusion. And before I even left, we were all texting each other, praying for each other, uh, and just saying, make Jesus a big deal today. And it was just so encouraging that, mm. uh, yeah. talking about no competition, like knowing that the other pastors, we're rooting each other on, and mm-hmm. we know this is a big day to make the gospel big. And um, and I didn't start it. They they were encouraging me, and it was just such, even that, getting here this early, because um, I think I was here at 6.30, and all of that was already taking place. My was, plan was to be here before 6.30, but when you set your alarm for p.m. instead of a.m., you don't wake up on time. No, nope, nope. I would have not been at church at all. <laughs> well, I was so nervous I was going to miss it. <laughs> well, Eddie woke up, and he, he woke me up, and he said, weren't you going to church to help the girls with the breakfast and be there at, like, 6.30? Well, it is 6.30. Oops. I'm like, oops. Oops. Better jump up and get my dress on. <laughs> and my boots and my long johns and my coat. Oh, the sun, cause oh, sunrise was cold. was cold. Oh, my gracious. But, I mean, it, none of us are, are good Baptists, I guess, because we don't pay attention to numbers. But as best we can tell, 100, Eddie said maybe even 125 mm-hmm. at sunrise service. Uh, man, which I had this bit about, like, the warmth of the sun is a reminder of God's grace, and, and there was no sunlight. It was just cold. <laughs> that bit did not deliver. <laughs> no, I had to skip right <laughs> over that part. Um, but it was it was encouraging uh, having everyone down there, even though they were freezing, um, just to ponder, like, the, the women walking to the empty tomb. Um, and, and sunrise service, honestly, was something I never did growing up, but... Um, since I've been here, we've done it two years in a row now, and I love it. It's just an incredible way to start the day. And Then the hospitality girls. Can we just Crushed talk about it. how great they are? Fabulous. A full spread breakfast, anything you could have dreamed um, they had out there. And, and they utilized all of our family groups, helped bring food in, and uh, so they, they spearheaded it, and it really was a church-wide effort to pull that breakfast off. Um, but those girls led every bit of it, and it was fantastic. Yes, it was. Uh, so thanks for all that brought food. Hospitality ladies, thank you so much for serving in that way. Um, it was so nice to come from a very cold outside to have warm coffee and warm grits ready to go. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, and thanks for the grits, Chris. Uh, you're very Gotta welcome. Got to give you that little shameless plug over very there. You're welcome. And for the, um, we didn't mention earlier the guys who drove us down to the pavilion. Yep. So yep. we did not have to walk in the mud. And yes. Todd Christian for supplying the. Oh, yeah. Todd Christian the supplied all the side by sides. Side by sides for us. Um, that's nice. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Because that's a long walk. Yes. I, I did walk all the way down and all the way back. And that is a long walk. Um, but I was too cold. I was like, I don't want to ride a gator. <laughs> and I'm going to be chivalrous. There were some, I'll just go ahead and I'll throw some some guys under the bus. I won't use names. But the moment sunrise service ended, there was dudes heading for the side-by-side first. It's like, man, if this 
Is this Titanic? Titanic. That's exactly what I was Yeah, they learned their lesson, man. They learned their lesson (laughs) of the Titanic. I'm not a part of that band. I'm not playing. I'm no captain. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You go down with the ship. (laughs) So, so anyways, yeah, thanks, Todd Christian, for that. Thanks, all the deacons, for getting here early. And and, and there's some even non-deacon guys out there driving, um, getting people back and forth, uh, which was a huge service. Come in, get coffee, and then, man, we had two services. This was uh, my first time doing two services here at Redeemer and um they were great. I mean I think I think the Lord was exalted in both services. Uh it was cool to see how many people brought friends and family mm-hmm. and um the as best we can tell we probably had four hundred people on campus, uh four hundred different people. It's kinda hard when you've got sunrise service and then how many people stayed and didn't stay to eight thirty and then ten thirty how many people were different. So the best guesstimate we can come up with is around four hundred people here on Sunday, which uh, to God be the glory for for all of them, Insane. and uh, it was just yeah, it was a good Sunday. The band was great. I know we had second service, a little bit of a lighting fiasco, but and we turned it off and still worshipped. I mean, yeah. my my yeah. favorite moment Sunday was second service with all the lights off, just the acapella. Jesus paid it all to end end the service was powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that point, I mean just to be honest, I was tired. Like uh, it was. The spirit was moving because I was ready to go put on my stretchy pants and watch the Masters and take a nap, um, and so forth. Well, it was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving. <laughs> Hell yeah. And did you hear? I don't know if you were standing there. So, I yes, first service I said Happy Thanksgiving. And, then, um, and I said every day is Thanksgiving and every day is Easter. Yeah. And then Bree was telling somebody by the foyer, and she said, Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. Bree and I were not on our game yesterday. <laughs> but we covered all the holidays in one. Uh, <laughs> I hope the Tooth Fairy left out some. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gracious! But it was it was a it was a it was a great day. I don't I don't I can't think of a thing I would change. Um, loved meeting some new families and new people, and just watching. Watching our people serve. Yeah. I mean, just this entire weekend, everyone that served served with a smile on their face mm-hmm. and no complaining, no bickering, no. I mean, just and constantly people were coming up to me. What can I do? How can I help? I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah, um, they got it covered. Yeah, they they're doing it. So, uh, Redeemer people, thank you. Yeah, Y'all. and that make, makes me think of another thing too to say thank you to Z- Xander and Mariah and Rusty and all the cooking team and everybody who volunteered. Last weekend at the community egg hunt and um, served yep. Redeemer well. Yep, yep, yeah. Well, we were, well, I was skiing down the mountain and you were resting on a beach. beach. Uh, the rest of Redeemer yes, was they serving were still hard. working. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, thank you guys for doing yeah. that. We had the community egg hunt, uh, which, and I mentioned it maybe Friday, but even thanks to Park and Rec, one, for putting mm-hmm. all that on, but two, absolutely not scheduling it on the Saturday before Easter. Yeah. Because it allowed us to sit in the uh, what my friend Josh Martin wrote a book called Saturday Nothing, mm-hmm. and just that idea that we should sit and we should because in reality, we're his Josh's thesis is we're living in the Saturday Nothing. So back then Jesus died; he hasn't yet resurrected, but now Jesus is resurrected, but he hasn't yet returned. returned. So we're kind of in that Saturday Nothing idea, and how do we respond? Mm-hmm. And um. And so I don't, I don't I don't know if Lance and the team did that purposely, um, but they're just a very theologically astute athletic club. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and they do. I, I don't know how much I should really. 
I mean, I know this is an internal podcast. It's not like listening worldwide, but I love how much Lance loves Jesus and yeah, that that team right. and how they're unapologetic about yeah. letting Mariah share mm. the gospel at yeah. the Easter egg hunt. Like, yeah, I love that. And uh, handing and out books and um, like just with the gospel story and them. Yeah, I don't awesome. want to get them in trouble, but man, kudos! Yeah. Like in a world that that doesn't happen anymore, I'm glad that our park and rec has mm. the boldness to go. No, we're gonna do it. Yeah, uh, that's that's such a good community partner to have. Yes, and and Missy at the rec department as well. Um, I know when we did the daddy daughter dance back in February, um, and we had all the volunteers together before the event started. And um, she's always ready to lead people in prayer, mm. and um, it's it's a blessing to be able to work with them. Yeah, mm. love it. I love it. Um, so this this podcast will actually be pretty short because, um, like I said, we're all Easter hungover. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll I, I, we'll end it with this. We're not going to jump into thrill of orthodoxy this week. We'll pick it back up next week uh, with chapter two or three. Chapter three. Next time, so if you're following along with us, chapter three, go ahead and get to chapter three. But um, what was your biggest takeaway between Good Friday, Saturday, Easter Sunday, preparing your heart, preparing your mind? Uh, what What would you say would be your biggest takeaway? And while y'all are thinking, I'll go first. Um, I, I mean, we we kind of joked about it, but our family left last Thursday. Yeah, yeah. The last Thursday, we got our passport for Romania. All six of us are going to Romania. Maybe we can talk about that in a different podcast. But got our podcast, or podcast passports. <laughs> you got your podcast, <laughs> but then you went and got some. It's <laughs> straight to the airport, and we're skiing, having fun. Got back super late, and um, I, I needed, I needed Good Friday. I needed a rainy Saturday, mm-hmm. and I needed a church gathering Sunday, or else I would have skipped right over the most significant time. I mean, I almost feel like it was speed bumps in the road slowing me down as much as I preach about like, hey, especially Advent, slow down, prepare your heart, slow down, prepare your heart. Mm-hmm. I had not adequately done that. And and so those three things really operated, for me at least, in a speed bump of like slow the car down lest you miss the entirety of the resurrection mm-hmm. what we're celebrating. And so I'm, I think that was my big takeaway is um, – as a pastor, I get paid to do this, and I almost missed it. Wow. Um, and how how much of our, our listeners right now, our church partners, uh, I mean, we, we need things like that in our lives to purposely slow us down because life is just busy, and it's so fast. And um, I think that the older I get, that's why the more church calendary things start coming alive to me because I, I need it. I need to be reminded that, that we must slow down. So, what about y'all? Chris, would you like to go first? Go ahead, Xander. I'll go last. Save the best for last, then. <laughs> so, um, I'm working on my dissertation right now during um, uh, just my doctoral program, and it's over separation, uh, specifically marital separation. And part of that emphasis is the Lord and Israel throughout the Old Testament. And then how does that look? Because whenever the Lord... Divorce himself. This has a point, and it'll land quickly, I promise. Uh, <laughs> um, the Lord would separate himself from Israel for a short period of time with the express intention of returning. Mm. Um, but that separation was to fix issues, serious issues of sin and problems. Um, and sometimes 
because of sin, unfortunately, people who are married will separate for a short time. And my thesis is the biblical thing to do is not divorce, but to separate with the intention of praying for one another, forgiving and returning for an, an even sweeter reunion. Mm. Um, and so with that concept in mind, because that's always what I'm working on and thinking of, it's in the back of my mind, when I preached on Palm Sunday, so we have the triumphant entry of Christ and how people cheer for that. As someone who also just got married, all of these concepts swirled together of um, everyone cheered for Mariah and I to get married, and they were excited for that. Many people were at the ceremony itself, and those who weren't were still very excited for the two of us. Uh, but they're not there for the day-to-day, the ins and the outs and things of that nature, because like, private lives. Uh, but if Mariah and I were to have issues and we were to separate, um, that's when people would start to question, Mariah and I would start to question, like, is this right? Things of that nature, what's going on? And if we get back together, then once again, there'd be a celebration, but that celebration would probably be even grander than the first mm-hmm. because you've saved something worth saving as opposed to just created a new thing. Uh, so that was what was whirling in my mind because of that Palm Sunday, the way the disciples were called and started to walk this life with Christ. And there was lots of confusion, and that's all in the stories of the synoptics and in John's gospel. Um, and then thinking about also being a newly married person what it's like being on this journey, and then the fact that there's the great separation moment in which the Father himself has to turn away from Christ. He's on the cross. He's been crucified. The weight of sin literally upon his shoulders, the punishment of God in full, not like a an accidental wrath, but the full hammer of God was delivered to Christ on the cross, and he's gone. And all the disciples are looking around going, well, uh, <laughs> I used to be a fisherman, and I had a boat, uh, but that was a couple of years ago. I wonder if it's still there. I wonder if my parents are okay if I come home. You know, some of them are, I used to be a tax collector. Uh, <laughs> do you think I can still be a tax collector? Uh, <laughs> where's my 501k? <laughs> um, but having all of those moments and those doubts and those confusions, um, only for the return of Christ to be something so sweet and so grand and so glorious. Um, and so my biggest moment was going from Friday um, it really was that bell tolling of like, there was a final toll. There were mm-hmm. only 33. There was mm-hmm. not 34. And then sitting in Saturday and then going to Easter Sunday, and it was Easter Sunday that made me go like, this is why we sing so loudly. This mm-hmm. is why we, regardless if you like the song or if you don't like the song or if it's in your key or if it's not in your key, you think you have a good voice, you don't. This is why we sing loudly. It's why we sing proud. Um, and it's why we thank the Lord for his faithfulness when we're not faithful. So that was my biggest takeaway was, ironically, um, the hardest thing to do in America, which is nothing, doing nothing on Saturday and looking forward to doing something. Mm. Yeah, I I would agree with all that. On a personal note for me, um, I know we've talked about this before, is um, God has been working on humility and repentance in my life for um, several months now, and one of the things that Gabe said on um, on Sunday morning, well, partly on Friday night, but then on Sunday morning was um, the way to be humble is to meet Christ face to face. I'm not sure exactly how he said it, mm. but um, but I really felt like God was speaking to me in that moment that that the humility is not something that you you don't do mm. you don't you don't produce that within yourself you meet Christ face to face. And how do you do that? By by being in the word, 
by studying um, and just experiencing him. Yeah. And that will that will cause the humility. You don't have to do it yeah. on your own. And so I think Because if you could it, do it on your own, you could brag about it. Exactly. I mean, it's Ephesians exactly. 2. And it's exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. That's... That's the reason that that's the reason we come here. That's the reason if you're one that only comes on um, Easter or Mother's Day or whatever it is, you realize you're not you're not worthy mm. of this thing. Mm. And um, anyway, that was that was the big takeaway for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, happy Easter, happy Resurrection Day. He has risen indeed. <laughs> I shared indeed. the uh, the Luke. I think the Luke narrative at sunrise. And I just loved my favorite part of the whole Easter story is when they finally see him, Jesus just goes, greetings. Yes. I mean, to a modern Shalom. translation. <laughs> I mean, really, a modern translation, what's up? Yeah. And it's like, he, he said it. Like, yeah. he said this was going to happen. All of God's promises mm-hmm. are yes and amen. And you're surprised? They're, they're going to come through, yes. Yeah. And why are you surprised? Yeah. I, I walked you. on water. I've healed I people from the you. physical dead. You think I? You think the Father wasn't going to raise me? Yeah. yeah. So, so just be encouraged with that, church. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said, greetings. He said, yeah, I told you this is going to happen. And uh, anything the word of God says, we can take to the bank. It will come true. Mm. Uh, So be encouraged. Happy Easter. Happy resurrection. We love you. I love serving at a church that has so many willing volunteers to serve the body and serve the guests coming. I do. It was just a fantastic Easter weekend. So uh, we hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you back Sunday. Uh, We love you very much, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to New Day Podcast, a ministry by Redeemer Church of Madison. The song is Fire on the Ridge by St. Howard. With what you have just heard, go and be faithful.